welcome into another exciting episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. A little different tonight as we're going live here from Champion Sports Bistro on West Canal in downtown Picune. I'm Clay Sweet. Alongside tonight, Ricky Whitaker and David Burnett, uh, members of the Picune Postgame Podcast, and of course, Ricky Whitaker providing color commentary on Friday nights, and then Dave with these videos, man, uh, on on the Twitter machine, doing a good job capturing um, almost every play, which about every other play this season, thankfully for the Picune Maroons, how it has been. Uh, something to capture and share and so we've got what should be a fun night in front of us tonight we've got a good lineup of guests batting lead off tonight will be head football coach for the Picune Maroon Tide Cody Stockter and we will have a good time talking Picune Gaucher really at the front end of this and then we'll kind of move on from that matchup it should be a blast it's a short week I'm glad it's a short week can't get here quick enough should be fun on Thursday night. Just a reminder, that is a Thursday night kickoff. And so, uh, Rick, welcome into the broadcast. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, these chairs are a little more comfortable than I'm used yeah, to on a Friday night. Absolutely. So you definitely get used to this. And it's great, man, to be out here talking football on a Tuesday, uh, really on any day of the week. So I always like hanging out with you guys. Uh, not a whole lot of better places to be. Yeah, it should be uh, fun. Dave, we've talked about uh, Gaucher. We talk about the job that you do with the post-game show, the preview show. We're kind of interrupting your rhythm a bit with the um, preview show this week as we're uh, stepping on your toes a bit, kind of uh, doing the preview show here on the front end, and then, of course, uh, expand from there. But your excitement level as we get into this game on Thursday night. Oh, it's exciting to know that we're uh – What's on the line? I mean, your district title and also that number one seed throughout the playoffs. So if, if we win Thursday, then every team in the South that we face in the playoffs will have to come to Lee Triplett, and that's huge. Yes, it is. The home field advantage needs to be big. I've, I've complimented the Pick You Maroon Tide fans through most of the season. I thought there was a, a little bit of a dip for the George County game. We need that Maroon Tide faithful to be there in numbers on Thursday night and be loud and um, help that team against Gaucher. Um, when you look at the Gators, they're going to come in with one loss. They're undefeated in district play. Some initial thoughts on Gaucher, and then we'll take a break and we'll get Cody to join us here on stage. Yeah, I mean, I think if you, you start with them, uh, we know about their offense. We know that, uh, you know, Caden Irving and, and the, these receivers, running backs, these guys have been together Seems like they've been playing varsity football for about 12 years, but they've been together for a while. Offense is kind of their thing, but it's really been an improvement on their, their defensive side. I mean, you look at this team, they're actually second in, in defensive points allowed in the region, which is a big improvement for them over a year ago. Uh, teams coming in with 18 sacks, seven interceptions, six fumble recoveries. So they've, they've done well enough uh, defensively to kind of support that uh, offensive attack that they've been really known for over the past few years. So be interesting to see how their if their defense can can continue to to keep them above water on yeah. uh, Thursday night. Really will be. You know, you pair the play of course Irving with that defense, and that's how they've gotten uh, to where they are now. When you look at it, David, through your perspective, your thoughts on Gaucher? Well, doing a little research, I didn't realize that Peking was 12 and 0 all time against Gaucher. So. That's uh, pretty impressive, and the margin of victory on all those games has been 23 points on the average. But this year, it just seems like with Gaucher's defense that this could be a little bit tighter game. I think uh, 
they're obviously going to come bring a high-powered offense, something we hadn't seen a lot of this year, probably been early on in our non-district ga uh, game since we've really seen a really good offense that can throw the ball. So um, I'm excited. I think uh, what Gauthier is going to bring is kind of a p polar opposite of what we bring. So you have a power rush team going to face a high-powered throwing offense. So uh, – and I think it's just going to come down whose defense can stop which one's, uh, you know, offense. Yep, should be uh, fun, Jeff. It'll give us a chance to take our first time out of the night. We'll take a two-minute break. When we return, we'll have Cody Stogner. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after-hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300. Since 2017, Cruz Law Firm has provided a variety of legal services to their clients in South Mississippi. Their team will work hard for you to get the results that you need. You'll always be given the utmost respect and your case will be treated with the priority that it deserves. Cruz Law Firm works with the security title and is a member of the American Land Title Association. They have two locations to serve you at 1016 6th Avenue in Picayune and 300 Highway 11 Suite 4 in Popperville, or you can give them a call at 769-242-2500. Dungan Engineering is a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast and the Talking Ball Y'all media group providing live coverage. Dungan Engineering provides service, strength, and solutions. Dungan Engineering has an incredibly talented and experienced staff that consistently seeks new ways to provide the services we provide to our clients. Our strength in part is rooted in our ability to provide superior engineering solutions, utilizing the latest technology available with the simple mission of improving the quality of life in the communities we serve. We now welcome Cody Stogner to the stage and on the show. Cody, thanks for taking time for us on a short game week. Absolutely, guys. Appreciate y'all having me. No, well, we appreciate uh, you and Tabitha stopping by and giving us some time tonight. Cody, when you look, we talk about the excitement level from guys that are getting a follow and uh, promote your program. And by the way, we're thankful for that as well. Um, your excitement level coming into this week. Well, I mean, just with everything that's on the line, you know, this is what football is supposed to be played for, you know. It's like every game should matter, and which they all matter, but this is, you know, this is the big one. It's going to be the one that, you know, is to propel you into the playoffs, you know. And uh, win or lose, we will be playing next week. And, uh, but at the same time, it's a good quality football team. And, uh, you know, just going in this week, I think whatever happens, I think you'll see still uh, in a couple of weeks from now two teams from Region 4 or 5A playing each other again. So, I think we're the two best teams in the league, and I think it's just going to be a great great atmosphere Thursday night. Cody, I'll let these guys ask you a couple questions, but I wanted to start. You've had running clocks, uh, hot clocks for three straight weeks. Sharpening and staying sharp is something that we've talked about 
on our pregame a lot. Does it, I hate to say worry you because you're going to want to do what you've done and hot clock people, but is there any concern there when you've had so many runaways of late? Uh, just, just conditioning, really. But we, we make sure we try to take care of that during the week, mid-practice, and mid-weeks to practice. And uh, we've been probably a little running a little bit more sprints during the week, just to make sure we get ourselves prepared. But at the same time, you know, we always preach that, you know, we got to play hard for 48 minutes. And obviously, we haven't had to do that in the last couple of weeks. But this week, it's going to be a little bit different. So uh, we just—it's all about, you know, conditioning, maintaining uh, hydration, and uh, and just taking care of the bodies and and. Uh, just prepare them. You know, it's going to be a war. It's, it's not going to be one second that needs to be taken off of that clock. And uh, I don't think you're going to see anything like we've been seeing in the last couple of weeks. It's going to come down to, you know, fourth quarter play. And uh, unfortunately, we haven't been in that fourth quarter much with our with our guys. But they've been there before. You know, we're fortunate enough. We have a lot of guys who's played in a lot of big games. And so, uh, you know, I really believe that we got the experience you know, going forward with that. Coach, just one more follow-up. And these guys are looking at me like, hey, y'all said so. Um, a follow-up to that, you had a lot of guys that played a ton of snaps a year ago. Your depth, I mean, it's got to be a blessing, the guys that you can roll in and out. I think about that defensive secondary, maybe more depth than I thought uh, Picking would have coming into these, this year, but everybody that you've asked to plug in and play has done a ph phenomenal job. Yeah, well, you know what they said about having good depth is just good coaching, right? <laughs> there you go, coach. I'm just kidding. No, we're, we're blessed right now to have just really a lot of really good football players and uh, – you know, they, they, they believe in what we're doing, and uh, they, they sell out every day, and it's, whether it's in the weight room, on the field, in the film room. So, uh, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty fortunate right now. Yeah, go ahead, Slick. Hit, hit Coach with a question no, you, you mentioned, Coach, these, the depth and, and, and these players. Um, you know, Clay and I spent a lot of time this year really trying to figure out what additional we can say about some of these guys because it seems like they've just done so much. But uh, you and I talked a couple of weeks back pregame about uh, – just the attention that this group's getting and it's something that we probably will never see again you're a lot younger than I am but we may never see a class that has this much attention so when you consider this so not even one it's 0 0.6 percent of all high school athletes play for a power five football I, I can name five off the top of my head on your squad right now so my, my question is, um, man, how has this impacted your daily routine? I mean, I can't imagine the phone calls and what you're having to work in. Because I'll give you an example. Back when my days, if, if a big school just, you know, had a, a letter in someone's locker, I mean, it, we were – we couldn't even hardly practice that day. We were so all over the place. So how have you managed through that, and what's that been like for you? Well, the most important thing is when I wake up every morning, I tell myself, don't screw it up and don't suck, <laughs> you know. I mean, just. Uh, but I mean, it's it's pretty, it's pretty cool, you know. Those guys, they've put themselves in that situation and, and to, uh, to to get the recognition that they have, and you know, it's, it really has nothing to do with what any of us have done. They're just great football players, and they go out and perform on Friday nights. But you know what? The thing is, they're also doing it in the classroom. They're doing it just outside of football. So, and, and a lot of times when I talk to these coaches, you know, something the first thing they ask is, you know, they're not calling to find out they're good ball players. They wouldn't be calling to find that out. They they know they are already. So. You know, they're asking about character, grades, uh, do they play multiple sports. And so, uh, you know, like you said, I don't know, I can't think of any time that's ever happened here at Picayune. And, you know, we might not ever see it again, but who knows? I mean, you know, this might open the door. You might see some more guys that come out and play football that probably didn't play football before. And uh, it's just, like I said, it's, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to have such great talent, be surrounded by it. And like I said, the most, most important thing I've got to tell myself every morning is don't screw it up. <laughs>
it's been it's been well deserved uh, for the kids and for the program. I'm happy for you. I just uh, told class I'd love to be a fly on the wall when Cody gets to his office in the morning and, and checks his his voicemail of who's calling and what they're saying. It's got to be very exciting. So super super happy, man, for these kids and, and what they've been able to do this year. Yeah, coach. I just want to hit on the uh, the secondary this week. Um, we haven't had a team really push us. It's been a while, maybe since Gulfport. Really, not a lot of district games have we played where they threw the ball. So this week, preparing for that, is it uh, how much different has that been as far as like now you got a few more guys that really have to pay way more attention than they have in the past. Maybe you got some different formations you got to throw out there on defense. So. How has that been this week preparing for the air attack from Gaucher? Well, honestly, we, we, we've been working on it since the summertime. I mean, we, we kind of have to do things a little bit different now. We, we know we're going to see wing T teams and spread teams, so we kind of mix up our practices, whether seven-on-sevens uh, pre-practice. And, uh, you know, we kind of touch on it a little bit every day. So we got to try to stay fresh with it throughout the year. And uh, we do seven-on-seven two days a week on, uh, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, which this week was y yesterday and today. And uh, we get out there for about 30 minutes, and we work offensively, defensively. But, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's the same guys going against each other. And we got pretty good players going against each other on that side of the ball. And Brady does a good job of running the seven-on-seven seven for us. And, you know, but like I said, it, it goes back to the summertime. It's just stuff we, we, we work on it all the time. We, we, it's not, we, just, we don't go from week to week. And, uh, you know, we, we prepare for exactly what we're going to see defensively. But obviously at the same time, we're also prepared for the unknown, what could happen. The same thing like when we're on offense, you know, we never know exactly what we're going to see defensively. So we try to be prepared for as many things as possible. Yeah. Rick always brings up that point, you know, whether we're riding to the game or uh, our however 40 calls during the week kind of breaking the matchup up. And he was like, well, Clay, you don't have to, you know, you, we may see this in huddle. We may study it this way. And he's talking about us as broadcasters. He said, but I've seen so many times over the last two years a team com completely out of character and, and try to uh, do something maybe that they're not used to doing. So I think the level of play and the players you have, some folks do kind of get outside of themselves, and y'all see everything thrown at, at Picayune. And I think the coaching staff, I mean, I see y'all at practice. I see that, you know, Seth Hayden, Adam, and the job that they do, along with yourself, of course, in charge of getting these guys fully prepared. Yeah, and, you know, to be honest with you, there's no, it's not real hard what we do. We're really pretty simple. You know, we, we're, we're mainly based on defense, and, you know, it's something we went in going into last year, and, and uh, me and Coach Hayden got together and talked about, we're, like, we're, we got the players. We're going to beat people in base. If you can beat, start beating people in your base defense, then you're pretty dang I'm good, so. Uh, we got really good at that, and we also got some few wrinkles we throw in there and uh, different coverages. But uh, you know, we're real, we take pride in that we can beat people in our base defense, and you know, offensively too. Like you know, like you said, we we see a lot of no-name defenses all the time, and we've always said, you know, our, our we're, we we kind of take pride in saying that if we ever get a play a, a defense that has a name to it, you know, <laughs> we're going to beat our heads off the goalpost. So be prepared yeah. if you're getting something that we know exactly mm -hmm. what it is. So. You know, it's a little. You can say it's a little cocky, but I feel like it's a little more confidence, and we we just we just believe in what we do. Well, and when you can play base, and y'all add to this, guys. But when you can play base, if somebody does make you get out of it, at least maybe they don't have the chess move already on tape. So that's a huge advantage, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we Coach Hayden and, and that's that that's, that defensive staff. They did a great job of, of adjusting on the fly when we got to and. The thing is, it doesn't get too far out of what we normally do either. So, 
you know, be honest with you, you know, some team that comes in there and they just absolutely, you know, they, they, they control the game and beat us and what we're good at, you know, you tip your cap and you move on to the next, next day. And, and, uh, and that's just how it is, really. No, man, I, I think that our secondary, and that, that's what I, I just can't get over, is it, you don't find in high school a, a secondary that's that good, uh, really at every position, than, than what you guys have the, the chance of coaching every week. And when, you're, when your back four is that good, your front seven, don't, you know, they, can, they can do their thing and you don't have to worry about what's behind you. And that's got to be a, a nice thing to have looking at just the defensive side. Yeah, I mean, and there's tons of experience over there. And like you said, you know, tons of experience, tons of depth, and uh, it helps with having some pretty good guys getting after the quarterback, you know, and, and, and the run game, and you know, with the front four, and especially with those two linebackers we have, and number twenty-nine roaming around out there, just being a little renegade. So, you know, mm. you know, it's it's it's, it's a, I keep coming back to saying it's a blessing, and it's, it's just a blessing. Yeah, it's, it's just it's hard to explain, you know. It's, it's we're we're pretty. You know, sometimes we're in awe, like, you know, but at the same time, we always find stuff we can get better at. And, you know, we're, we're not near perfection right now. And, you know, we still got, a, we still got this week uh, to prepare for, and it's going to be a tough one. So, you know, we're looking to strive to play a perfect game, and we haven't played it yet. So, you know, we're hoping this week we can be close to it. Coach, I'm going to switch over to probably a group that's probably closer to your heart than any other, that offensive line. I thought early on last year me and Slick got a little heat because we kept calling them small. It was like undersized, undersized. And then they made believers out of us, probably what, slick maybe game four. We were like, well, maybe they're just right. You know, they were, they were getting better and better. Well, this year I thought that group kind of took a couple games to jail, you know, but not, don't take anything away. We played some really good teams to start with. So it, it had a lot to do with that too. But the progression that that offensive line has made this year is really good from what I see. You starting a sophomore center. And then you, but you still have Peyton Wells, who's here tonight, and then you got Gage Thibodeau on that tackle side that's got a lot of experience along with the other uh, guard. And then you throw Donnell Lewis, who's played, man, I mean, he's played really well. Um, every time I talk to Coach uh, Edwards on who should I talk to, he's like, go talk to Don, Donnell. He had a good game, you know. So mm-hmm. just talk a little bit how that, team, that group progressed this season. You know, throwing in a tight end and wing back, three of those guys are sophomores. So that first game of the year this year was their first time ever stepping foot on the varsity field and playing a varsity snap. Same thing with Donnell. He had no experience from last year at all. So, you know, it takes time and just, you know, to get out there and figure things out because, like I said, we show up on Friday nights and there's a lot of things we're not used to seeing. And you got a guy who doesn't have that experience of, of adjusting on the fly. It's, you know, it could take some time. But, uh, you know, you know, you can't win games without the big guys up front. And, you know, we, that's one thing we, we, we focus on so much of – Every day is, is a lot of our our main focus is on that offensive line and and making sure we're getting everybody blocked and um, but the, you know they have progressively like you said gotten better week to week and we're you know we're, like I said the same thing with defense we haven't played a perfect game yet on the offensive line you know we're still waiting to see all all six of them grade over a ninety percent and then we haven't had that yet but at the same time you know I, I can't wait to see when that time comes because like we're, we're we're like you said we're blessed to have a, a great backfield and. Uh, if we can do just a good enough job getting in people's way and, and, you know, we're quick, we're fast up front, and, you know, like it, you don't have to be 6'5", 300 pounds to be a great offensive line. And, and you know, we're one of the top classifications in the state, and we got two guards that, that weigh about a buck 75. So, yeah, I hope know. Peyton's <laughs> over there eating right now as we speak. There <laughs> yeah. we go. And I want to say it. Quentin, hey, I, I, his name slipped me, but Quentin is the other uh, mm-hmm. guard, so I don't want to leave him out because he's been playing really he good. Too, man. And I don't know why I couldn't get his name out a minute ago. But, but I yeah. mean, I think we're probably one of the teams in the state that our, our, our backfield 
and including our quarterback, outweighs our center and our guards. Yeah, I don't think we need to check on Brady Eaton. I think he's maybe in that far corner over there. But um, when you look at it, Cody, we're talking about offensive play. The fullback spot, sometimes I miss it. I'm following the football. But this one will elbow me or this one when I can go back and see it, especially this past Saturday. He caught on tape. And your fullback, man, is so fun to watch. And he brings his lunch pail. He had to miss a couple games, and I thought we saw a little, uh, honestly, a little drop-off. I think that just shows how much he means uh, to this team at Darnell Smith and what a, a workhorse he is. Well, you know, I mean, he's like a well, like a 32-game starter for us. I mean, he's been starting since he was in the 10th grade, and he's just gotten better and better. And, you know, and he's, he's, a, he's a dying breed. You know, the fullback's a dying breed, and he's, he's just really good at it. You know, he's good when he gets the ball in his hand. He's good when he's got to go out there and lead block. He's, he's good in pass protection. He's good at catching the ball out the backfield. So he's kind of a do-it-all type guy, you know, and, and – uh, you know, I wouldn't think we'd be successful if we didn't have him. I mean, he's a, he's kind of the cornerstone for, for our offense. He's kind of what makes, makes the rest of everything click outside of that offensive line. He is an extension of that offensive line as well. And, and uh, you know, he's just – it's you know, that was a heartbreaking whenever he we felt mm-hmm. he was going down. But when we got him back, man, you're talking about some bringing some life back into this team, and, and that's exactly what he did. I thought it was cool, the state championship ball game, to win one is certainly special like you did – uh, last year, but for him to be able to rip off that highlight type run from his spot, I thought was even. You know, I thought that was a cool. That was the best part. time I never, I never got. <laughs> I was trying to call time out that play. You know, what do oh, I know? Wow. <laughs> Look at you. Awesome. Yeah, and so sometimes God smiles down mm-hmm. on us, and yeah, that's good. That's good. One more question, guys, and then I think Coach has got a, a plate full of wings sitting over there, so we're not going to stand between that much longer. No, I think uh, one of the things that's been a, a, a big, I guess, a pleasant surprise for us, but I'm, I'm sure it wasn't for you guys, is um, a little bit of, I was concerned coming into the season on, man, who's our tight end going to be, and I was wondering if maybe we're going to have to run someone both ways, and I know you don't like to do that, but, man, B.J. Ducree stepping in as a, as a sophomore, and not just that, but the confidence that Brady has in him as a, as a 10th grader throwing the ball down the field and the catches he's making. Um, I mean, were you guys expecting him to be a part of that, this offense, this year, this early? Well, we knew he was a good football player. We just didn't know he was going to contribute as, as early as he has. And, uh, you know, that first game, uh, JB and Jamate both played a little bit more on offense as well. And, you know, they cramped up. And so, obviously, like you said, I don't like really doing it, players having, having to have players play both ways. And, uh, you know, BJ, he just we knew he was going to be a good one. We kind of figured it was like he was going to work his way in more toward the middle of – of the season and make that his mainstay, and he just we decided to just put him in early and let him learn learn on the go. And yeah, he's been he's done such a great job, and he's just going to keep getting better and better, you know. And only a sophomore, so we got him for two more years after this year as well. And uh, you know, he's got a big task at hand this Friday night. You know, we're asking a lot of him, and uh, you know, the tight end is a really important spot. It's kind of like an unsung hero of this offense, kind of like the wing back. You know, they they got to do a little bit of it all, and and uh, he's doing a great job with it. David, one a question from you. I'll just touch on that wingback position too because that's another sophomore who is just absolutely electric when he gets the ball in his hands. Um, it's just it, with the backfield we have, it's just so hard to find a way to get him the ball. But uh, just talk a little bit about that 
how special he is when he does get the ball. We're talking about uh, Darrell. I know a lot of the way teams call him Darrell, but it's Darrell. So, uh, well, I mean, a lot of us have been seeing him since he was in the seventh grade. We knew that he was going to be pretty special. And, you know, the thing is, if you ever watch, if you watch him play, he's, you know, he's going 100% every play. Well, he's that way at every play at practice as well. He's that way when he's in the classroom. He's that way when he's chewing bubblegum, I'm sure. So, you know, he's just, he's a great kid, great player to have, and, you know, just a tremendous talent. And, uh, you know, he's just another one that's, you know, we look to get better and better. So, uh, it's, you know, he's he, he he was really he's really a tailback. You know, we said that we went to him in the uh, all season said, Hey man, we you know, we're gonna need a wing back, we need somebody to replace Noah and we said you can either get four or five snaps a game or you can play every snap of the game, catch the ball, run the ball, block for us. He said, Well I wanna play <laughs> and so that's just the type of kid he is. He's unselfish and he does a great job, man, and he's he mixes up with them big boys and and uh he's not afraid of he's not afraid of anything. So, you know, we'll uh He's definitely a, a big part of our offense, you know, and he's, he's probably think he scored a touchdown about every game, so like in the last probably five or six weeks. So, you know, we definitely like using him. Oh, if, yeah. there, if there's a kid that loves football more than him, I haven't met him yet. Right. Well, we got I a mean, couple of them now. Really love them. I mean, I, mean I think yeah. we, I think we're pretty yeah. fortunate enough. We have yeah. we have a good bit that really love love to play, and you know, I just you know, I'm asking them, you know, it's, this Friday, this Thursday night is going to be electric, man. It's going to be, you know, you got talking about the best quarterback in the state with some with some very talented receivers and. And uh, with probably, I think, some of the best backfield in the state. So it's, it's a marquee matchup for sure. It's come something that, you know, you know the, 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 they're going to put it, in, have it on the headlines and stuff. It's going gonna, it's gonna to live up to every expectation I think people have for this game. So, you know, we're asking that we get all, everybody in Maroon out there Thursday night being loud as it can be because uh, we're sure going to need them. That's what we said at the end of our broadcast, Cody, too. Go back and listen to us on the replay, but get to Lee Triplett. Uh, stadium and support the Maroon Tide and Cody we can't thank you enough you've been so gracious to these two guys last year with a, a post-game podcast a preview podcast you've continued that with our live coverage so we uh we thank you man we yeah appreciate I, I appreciate it. it I think next time though we might need to get data put that thing on widescreen so I don't look so big <laughs> on the camera right there well they're gonna get a better <laughs> hey look better that's camera. before that uh 12 piece wing you got waiting that's on that's right too, brother <laughs> thank you Cody thank we'll take guys. a two-minute break and We'll return here with the Talking Ball Y'all podcast live at Champion Sports Bistro on West Canal in Picayune. Josh and Jeremy Robertson, owners of Robertson hey folks, Brothers that's listening Used on Twitter and Facebook Live. During the breaks, you won't hear any commercials, but if you do not hear us talking, it means we're swapping out guests. So, uh, just sit tight and we'll be right take back. take pride in serving their community, not only with quality used cars, but also with helping out local youth in any way possible. Robertson Brothers used cars are located at 617 Highway 11 South in Picayune. Give them a call at 601-799-1220 or look them up on the web at robertsonbrothersusedcars.com. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance. The local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popleville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Fazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team. 
Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Bank with your hometown bank, FNB Picayune Bank. With four branches in Picayune, a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in the Keel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces, offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank. The Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. We now have Wyatt Davis joining us, and Wyatt Davis, the guy that I call the quarterback whisperer, does such a good job uh, with his guys and the way that he gets them uh, to perform on the high school level, the junior uh, college level, and then um, pass that. So, Wyatt, thanks for taking time for us tonight. Thank you all for having me. Wyatt, let's look at this matchup that we're going to have in front of us on Thursday night. I keep wanting to say Friday, but on Thursday night, um, two guys that you're very familiar with, one in the house tonight and Brady Robertson, uh, the lefty, the junior, and then Caden Irvin, the guy that's uh, gobbling up a lot of the, the headlines. The one thing that he's not getting is offers. We'll get to that um, here shortly. But let's start with Brady, the skill set that he has um, from the left from the lefty. He's a phenomenal pitcher in baseball, too. He shares that uh, familiar with Caden Irvin. But let's talk about Brady and his skill set. Um, Brady's a guy who has a, a really good arm. He's twitchy. He's physical as well because they use him in the offense where he has to be a lead blocker as well on the outside and on the edge. He's accurate and throws a great touch. You know, he's a guy, you know, that ain't always going to be in the spotlight or anything, but he has a lot of talent there that's not showcased. And his size, I mean, he's a good-sized kid. He, we were talking or, or picking about that earlier uh, with Cody. He actually showed some pretty good footwork and speed last week, too. There was a play, uh, Slick, you and Dave will remind me exactly what it was, but he rolled out, uh, things weren't there, and he tucked it under and yeah. picked up a, a nice game with a run. Yeah, 21-22 yard game, yeah. Uh, so when you look at it, Wyatt, you're, what, tell our listeners and the people here, the, give us the, the name of your, um, of your quarterback, I'm not going to call it a camp, but the way that you go to work with people and recently bring in um, Austin Davis on as well. Talk about how that's developed over the years and how you got to where you are now. So I started 601 Elite Quarterback to really help all the guys in Mississippi train and develop them. Um, it branched out to Louisiana and Alabama as well. You know, it was just start, something starting out, just giving back to the game I love and position I love the most. And, um, it ended up growing. I had the opportunity to meet a lot of good people. You know, adding Austin Davis to it was a big thing. He was one of the guys that wanted in to help. You know, good intentions, a great guy. And, you know, he brings a lot of value to what we have going. You know, playing in the NFL, ended up coaching Russell Wilson for the Seahawks. Um, just a lot of knowledge he brings to the game being in the NFL locker room. 
Yeah, it's interesting, the connections, and it's a small world. Austin Davis now, the color commentary, too, for the ESPN. Plus, Brian Canty works aside. Uh, Jason Baker, a member of our uh, Talking Ball Y'all family. And so that's a pretty cool, cool touch with him. Let's go back to Caden Irvin. The skill set that he has, Wyatt, what he will bring to Lee Triplett um, Stadium on Thursday night. He's a playmaker. I mean, he's, he's not the guy who, who always wants to be in the spotlight. He's always putting others before himself. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now, he's the best quarterback in the state of Mississippi right now, and it's hands down. The kids should have multiple FBS offers. And you go back and look what he does on film, you know, makes elite throws from the pocket, makes elite throws off platform, extending the play. You know, and also, you know, people sleep on him for being able to use his legs as well. He can move. I mean, the kid's shifty. You know, there ain't no doubt that he's number one in the state right now. Rick, that's something I'll get you. I'll kind of piggyback and turn the conversation. You you study as much as anybody in, in your prep for these broadcasts. That's something I think that kind of jumped out on Gauthier's offense is how much he's been able to use his legs, particularly this year. Yeah, I think um, to me his most impressive play on film, I mean, we know as a baseball player, got a big arm, he throws a fastball. But um, he broke he broke a 60-yard run against East Central and, I mean, up the A-gaps. You know, just saw the blitz coming in, shoots up the A-gap, and he's there's nobody even close to him. So, yeah, his speed was a little bit surprising. And just uh, the sheer size of his lower body, I mean, I know he's a, one of those 500-plus um, pound squat guys. So, I mean, that always makes powerful legs. Um, but, yeah, his ability to run, something that definitely stood out. Very explosive in the lower half. Yeah, we got to – Slick and I got to see him at your uh, 601 uh, top 40 uh, quarterback camp at USM, and he was – I mean, you could see the difference in him stacked in with a bunch of guys. You even had guys from Louisiana and Alabama there. So um, you had some really cream-of-the-crop type guys there. So I want to thank you for letting us come and be a part of that. That was – I mean, me and Slick was loving it. I mean, getting to see really, really good quarterback play out there and uh, getting to talk to some of your guys. But – his he seems to have a real good knowledge of the game too you know if you uh seems to be a really smart kid and going to play baseball at Ole Miss I mean that's a that's an honor itself I mean that's a great baseball program and he's been committed there for a long time do you think that the him being committed there for baseball has hurt some of his football offers I don't believe that's the case I mean you look at Brayson Hubbard Brayson Hubbard was committed to Southern Miss in baseball for... Hey, Wyatt, I'm a big Southern Miss fan, so if you could have went all night without bringing up that, that would have been fine with me. Brayson was, oh, was a Southern Miss baseball commit, and you know Pete Golden came in and saw what he liked and offered him at Alabama. Pete Golden down there with a spit bottle and all on a Twitter machine this past Friday night. I was thinking of you and Bop and uh, Slick. I mean, they're showing a picture of him, and he's got his uh, spit. I was like, look at this, man. <laughs> I don't believe that was the uh, case that hurt his recruitment. And the only thing I could say, he did miss out on a few camps that possibly could have been helpful, you know, due to baseball. But at the end of the day, I mean, as a, as a college coach, you got to come in and trust your eyes on what you see. And, I mean, you turn on the film and, you know, away from just watching highlights, you actually go in and watch the full games he plays. I mean, there ain't no doubt I'd, I'd, I'd sit there and offer him a scholarship to play SBS football. 
Well, then go ahead, Slick. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you, uh, you know, we, we got to see the best of the best in the state. I know Brady was out there. Um, he was hurt at the time. I got to throw with him a little bit. It's the first time I've actually thrown with Brady. And his hand size, man, jumped out to me. Even with the kids I was looking at, they looked abnormally larger than most of the kids out there. Um, that was impressive to me about Brady. And what does that factor in? I know that's something that, that's one of those tangibles that's always looked at when you're scouting a kid out. To me, that's one of the biggest intangibles when you look at, I mean, as far as hand size. I mean, you look at Brady as a left-handed quarterback. Like I said earlier, he's twitchy, and he's, got a, he's honestly got a big-time arm, man. He throws a great yeah. touch. Threw some nice yeah. balls today, and, yeah. And we got, you know, I know top. we got Deuce Knight. It's going to be good coming up, and, you know, we got to see a lot of these guys. But any, any guys, Wyatt, that, that's not on the radar right now? I know you, you gave me the Hancock quarterback at the camp. Been following him a little bit, and he looks like a good one. He's a young guy. But anybody that's coming up, maybe a freshman or even going into junior high that we need to be watching out for in our area. The freshman class right now is real quiet. It's, it's going to take time before you really get to find and identify who you guys are. Hopefully we can do that this summer at the camp again, get some guys involved and get them on the radar. The Ocean Springs kid, a ninth grader, was the real deal to see him. He was a, a, a good football player at their quarterback position. I don't feel too sorry for Coach Pinnock and what he's got coming up there. It's like he goes from uh, rich to richer with that young man. That's going to be, I believe his last name was Whitehead. Am I uh, correct on that? He was a really good football player for them um why when you break down and look you've kind of mentioned um twitch and in the lower half what what makes up like if i've got to have a list of three or five bullet points on okay this guy's got to be able to do this to play um this position what are what are your kind of must three the first thing is always is not being a turnover machine protecting the ball making good reads decisive decisions um, then identify coverages you're throwing into. I mean, you don't want to be throwing out route and cover two and get your slot killed by a corner. Um, obviously, arm talent's big. I mean, to play college football, you have to have elite arm talent. Um, Consistency is the biggest thing. It's another one I would say. I mean, you can't play quarterback if you can't hit nothing. I mean, yeah. you got to be consistent throwing the ball. Every route you throw, you got to be able to hit money. Routes need to be on time. I mean, can't be late throwing the football. Yeah, because when you look at it, while when you talk about that consistency, Cody sitting over here, they're averaging nine and a half yards a rush. So that's nearly a first down every time they turn and put it in Dadell's belly or Davis's belly. So if you're going to go five wides and you're going to throw it, you've got to hit, what, 60% or so of your passes or you're going to be running that defense right back out there. Yep. And so that's the, you know, that's going to be really the fun part to see on Thursday night is how uh, these two teams match up. Irving's mindset coming in, uh, why, in your opinion, uh, it doesn't sound like the stage will be too big for him on Thursday night. He's going to treat it as another game. Yeah, should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. And um, some guys that we – I know certainly that Irvin's one of, one of yours. These guys got to see at the camp a lot of quarterbacks. Anybody y'all want to ask about as well, they progressed along this season? Um, the Picarella, is that how you say his name? Yeah, now he looked really sharp. And he's a sophomore, I believe. 
Really good young one. And then the white kid, you work with the white, uh, John, is it John White? John White. Yeah, and he's committed to Southern Miss, Correct. Clay. So that's a, he's really sharp. I don't think he was at the, uh, was White at the, yeah, he was. I don't think we interviewed him. He ended but. up winning the 2024 MVP. Picarella had a big game last week. They played Lamar out of Meridian. And, and we don't see a lot of those, Clay, because they play in the private, you know, that MAIS, M-A-I-S you know, so we don't see them. But those guys look really sharp. And I'll tell you what I was impressed about. And then uh, Garrison Davis, man, he had some really big games early on. And Ridgeland, I thought, was really going to yeah. be a, a – player up there but that that 5a up there is no no joke and uh Vicksburg just kind of man they, they got it they must between, have a defense between Vicksburg and Callaway it's been rough yeah for everybody but I mean, Callaway's been been hot recently yeah so there is a lot of young guys that we've seen at that thing but one thing I want to say I was impressed with slick was when we talked to these guys you know they they really really handled themselves well and I guess that's part of just being a quarterback I guess if you're going to manage a team from that, you're going to be the leader. You you know how to talk to people, and most of the ones that we talk to, uh, why they really really know how to handle like communication. That's certainly a quarterback ha- uh, carries herself. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I mean, yeah, every one of them was fun to talk to, and uh, I can't wait till you do another one and we get to go see some more. Yeah, that's, and that's the plan going forward. It's something I want to have every year at Southern Miss. Just kind of make it from hey. here on out a year to year. Even the uh, Vineyard kid that we've seen, he don't get to throw it a lot at uh, Jeff Davis, but uh, with, heck, me and Slick made friends yeah. with, his, with his dad, Chad, <laughs> and uh, his mom. They were really nice and brought us up in the uh, one of those press boxes, and we got to watch some of it from up there. But. We're, I mean, it's, we're, we're going to find – I mean, it was a good camp, but there's always better things you can do with it. Yeah. You know, hey, for the first time, I thought it was – I mean, you know, the, great. The, to be able to bring rivals – Three, four, seven, and all them in to Mississippi was a big thing. Yep. Something really ain't been done in a while. It's neat, man. Good experience. And to get that many quarter, and to get that many quarterbacks all together in one spot was another thing that was pr- pretty neat. And watch them compete, and it was it was special. But from here on out, I mean, like I said, we want to make it a yearly thing. Doing it that stuff. Southern Miss. Well, look, man, it's, you've been good to us. We've started having you on. I don't know how. I, I, it's been a few years. Uh, now at least two or three since you first uh, came on with Jeff and I back in the day. It's been cool to see what you're doing uh, continue to grow. I, I love your work ethic, man. I love the way um, that you get after it. And we certainly appreciate your opinion, your thoughts on the quarterback um, position. And we appreciate you sharing that with our listeners through the years. I know these two guys were thrilled to be able to come um, to the event. So thank you, Wyatt. Thank you all for what you all do. Y'all help out a lot of people. Man, we we love to do it, and it's a lot of fun to us. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. When we come back, we will have Jeremy Forehand join us for about a 10- or 15-minute segment as we appreciate you joining the Talking Ball Y'all podcast and visiting us here live at Champion Sports Bistro on West Canal in Picayune. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after-hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300. 
Since 2017, Cruz Law Firm has provided a variety of legal services to their clients in South Mississippi. Their team will work hard for you to get the results that you need. You'll always be given the utmost respect and your case will be treated with the priority that it deserves. Cruz Law Firm works with the security title and is a member of the American Land Title Association. They have two locations to serve you at 1016 6th Avenue in Picayune and 300 Highway 11 Suite 4 in Popperville, or you can give them a call at 769-242-2500. Dungan Engineering is a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast and the Talking Ball Y'all media group providing live coverage. Dungan Engineering provides service, strength, and solutions. Dungan Engineering has an incredibly talented and experienced staff that consistently seeks new ways to provide the services we provide to our clients. Our strength in part is rooted in our ability to provide superior engineering solutions utilizing the latest technology available with the simple mission of improving the quality of life in the communities we serve. We're now joined by Jeremy Forehand. We actually, uh, a franchise fee, I guess we should have paid you or you should have paid us, huh, Jeremy? Yeah. And we branched down over uh, on the coast to D'Iverville, and Jeremy's put together a D'Iverville preview show for some of the district matchups and then also the post-game show. So thank you, Jeremy, for what you've already done for us, and then thanks for making your way over to pick you tonight. Appreciate y'all having me, and uh – Thank you all for letting me join in and help with the pod. Uh, it's, I, I joke about it with Dave. I said I like to talk. So talking and football, it's no. right, in, right in there. So. Well, you fit right in with this First, group. first franchisee in the 228. That's, that's, that's what right. I want to bring that's up. That's right. You got the Gulf Coast uh, locked down over there. So, Jeremy, not the, the year that the Warriors um, would have liked to have had and, of course, going to – finish up here shortly but kind of give the listeners a recap pick you familiar of course with the Iverville taking them on earlier in the year but your thoughts on the season for the Warriors you know uh, coach talking with coach after Friday night's big win you know he made the comment said he was hoping to go get eight wins on the season you know I think that was a little bit of a big ask when you got a squad graduating 35 seniors or so and then basically Half of your coaching staff is brand new to the program. So I think it's it's a rebuild that we didn't want to say was a rebuild. And a lot of young guys that haven't seen the field, uh, they continue to make plays here and there, but they're then right at the same time, they'll make a couple bonehead mistakes that cost them. And it was at the wrong time, wrong possession, and that sort of thing, and it just cost them. I mean – Lost uh, Laurel by one, JDC by one. Lost uh, Biloxi by seven. Lost uh, Hancock by seven. I mean, those four games changes a whole lot of things, specifically the Hancock. I mean, the Hancock game, we're looking at a four spot in the playoffs. But I think they're getting there. Coach is bringing it back to what he's known, you know, defense, running game. That's the two things he wants to set in stone at Diabraville. That's the that's how they won the state title when he was there. They had a very good defense and a running game to pound you. So, 
Chairman, when you look at the Picune team, and I'm going to ask your perspective, oddly enough, the Iverville, the last loss for uh, Picune have run off. We don't, we don't put a number to it, so we won't tonight, but have run off quite a few uh, wins since that point, a state championship as well. The, we know the difference. You've described there the difference between the, the, Iver team, the Iverville team from one year to the next. The difference you saw and what was a really good Picune team a year ago opposed to when you saw them this year? Well, first thing I knew, they were going to be out for blood, being as that was the last loss they had. I knew that was happening. But, you know, you had the two, two big backs that could go run it up and down the field, right and left. Y'all had kept telling me about the defense, so I wasn't really anticipating seeing that defense. And, you know, Coach brought him up earlier, Tyson. I mean, he's just all over the field like a – he's like one of them mosquitoes just biting <laughs> you every chance you get. Yeah. You can't swat him away. You know, he's – Sideline to sideline, making plays. It's just – and then Waller was making plays on the line. You know, it's just like La Coach Ladner at D'Arville says, if you can get a good running game and you've got a good defense, you're going to be in every game you're playing. So. Yeah. Jeremy, a former standout there for uh, D'Iverville. And then correct me if I'm wrong here, Jeremy, you worked the sticks still for the home games at Perk. Yep, is that we'll correct? This, this year is year 21 working chains at Perk. Wow. wow. And so let's turn our attention to Perk. Let's talk about uh, them for a moment. In, in the playoffs, tell us what, what you've seen from Gulf Coast this year. You know, uh, it kind of goes with a little bit of a blur being on the sideline, but, you know, it all falls back. When, when they had the ESPN Plus game against East Mississippi and they had a 31-7 to lead in the third quarter at one point. Yeah, I think they and then, and then for was at East, that ball And game, then for yep. East to come back and beat them late like that, I thought it was going to be a straight – I'm going to be honest, I thought it was going to be a straight nosedive. I thought it was going down hard, you know, but they've turned things around. McQuaid has been play, getting better and better each week. You know, he's got uh, – I got a list. Oh, look at this! Look, I love a man. Kamari Odom, Kamari Odom, the big wide receiver. He's got 861 yards, nine touchdowns on the season. So, McQuaid sitting at 21 TDs, only four interceptions. So, they. I think my our feelings on that East game was that they just got kind of lackadaisical in that second half, and coach started to want to slow the game down. And it worked the opposite of what he wanted to do. It just gave East more possessions. And that kid from East, he threw for over 500 yards that game. So I'm looking – I'm really looking forward to this Saturday's matchup between those two. Um, I think the Bulldogs are going to be out, out for blood heavy, heavy. And, and that other matchup's not going to be as bad either. Jones heading to Northwest. I mean, these are, these are four good teams, you know, Gulf Coast is lucky to make it in. You know, I thought the Pearl River Community College game was going to bite them, but they were able to continue on down the field. A lot of, lot of moving around, good running game. Cam Thomas has been on fire. He, had, mm -hmm. he played basically almost every snap, it seemed like, on this last game against, against Jones. But uh, he's, he's got eight touchdowns, 700. He's pushing 800 yards on the season, so – and he is a burner from right here around the house. Huh? I mean, right like I told, Picune. like I joked with y'all, we saw the 99-yarder oh, yeah. by Dowdell and our 98-yarder, and then Cam comes with a 99 the following right. Thursday night. Sure did. I sure said, did. I, I'm trying to figure out what y'all got in the water up here. <laughs> 
for y'all got some questions for Jeremy, guys? I was just going to ask you, um, it's getting playoff time, and I know you know football, especially uh, that 6A division more than probably anyone, and we start looking at maybe who we're going to be facing off uh, against up north, and Man, it, it kind of seems like we, we think, you know, it's going to be a team who's going to do really well. It's been Ocean Springs the last couple of years, and then they get to that north side of the playoffs and things don't go so well. Is this the year, in your opinion, that someone from this South 6A can make some noise uh, in I the playoffs? Th- I think Ocean Springs can make a run towards South State. It's all going to depend who they face. Um, I think the 2, 3, and 4 team in our region, sure. they're, they're going to be in trouble just because – if you're that two team and you're facing that three road team, whether it be Oak Grove or whether it be Warren Central, who came to our house last year to beat us, I mean, that Warren Central is going to be a, a tough matchup. And, of course, Oak Grove is going to be the tough matchup. So whether it be Biloxi or Gupport, whoever wins that game Thursday will host. They're going to be in a bad spot. I think Ocean Springs will be fine. They, it looks like they'll be having Northwest ranking in the first round. And I think they are matched up with the – Two and three, two out of the south and three out of the north. So they may have, and like you said with the pick union, they'll have a home game no matter what, as long as they continue to win. Ocean Springs' big problem has been their receivers being able to get loose in space. I mean, when they played Oak Grove last year, Oak Grove put them, they put a man on a man and said, if y'all can get by us, so much, you know, we'll go with it. But they held them tight and Ocean Springs couldn't get anything going, you know. It's just, I think it's always been the, the Region 4 and Region 3 matchups have always been a size disadvantage. Those teams in Region 3, 6A are so big, and it's, it's from, from the center all the way to the receivers. It's, everybody's big, and it's a, always a mismatch. These teams on the coast, you got your guys here and there, but it's not, a, not all the way across the line. Yeah, and I think as you, as you mentioned, um, and, and really for your perspective from a quarterback, you know, for a high school football team, there's a lot of really good high school football defenses that don't have a secondary, right? No. You get into playoffs against a team that can throw the football and you're in trouble, right? So, um, like you mentioned, you know, a, a team that can lock up on your receivers like that changes the whole complexion of the game. Yeah, especially a team like Ocean Springs that wants to throw it around. They want to run the ball, you know, here and there, but they really want to throw around, spread it around. So if you the get the Coulter a, a, kid for them is super impressive to me. I remember him in the spring game, and he he pop. I mean, you're looking, of yeah. course, at who you're looking at at the quarterback position. But I was like, ooh, that's a nice little yeah. guy. You know, and, and to Ocean, get it out to. And Ocean Springs is battling, uh, you know, somewhat of an injury. I mean, they're down there starting running back. He got hurt in a game against mm-hmm. us. So the, the guy that's playing running back now, is, he's also their starting safety. So they're starting to get a few guys that's got to go both ways. So hopefully hopefully the, you know, the endurance factor playing both ways, a high-profile game like that, doesn't come back to bite them. But, I mean, Hubbard, I mean, the kid can throw it and the kid can run it just about anywhere he wants. He's, he's not a bad baseball player either. How exciting is that for you, Jeremy? Obviously, you're a deoperable guy through and through. Um, but to have somebody, I mean, it's, it's the way we feel here to see Dodell get an offer, to see Waller get the offer, an Alabama offer from right down. I mean, that's exciting stuff, is it not? Yeah, for it is. I mean, I like to see the recruitment because I've always, I've always said the state to me has been broken down in three sections. You've got Jackson North, Jackson, Hattiesburg, and then the coast. And I don't know. It's like people don't want to come visit down here or something. It's like there's a lot of guys that fly under the radar, 
and nobody wants to come get them. So, you know, just come on, venture yeah. down south. It ain't going to hurt. Go to casino a little bit. Get, <laughs> do some do some gambling and, and you visit some players. Alabama had, has had luck right there I at mean, your we place. Had, we had Kevin Norwood, well, you know, exactly went to right. Alabama. And at that, that team in particular, you had Norwood going to Alabama. You had Jacoby Bell was getting a lot of Southern Miss love. He ended up at Gulf Coast. And, you know, it's just that was probably – that was a really good team. You know, they ran into a unfortunate deal with against Knoxville County or the school we shall never name, <laughs> shall, yeah. should we say. We've got some of those around here, too. But uh, it's, it's good. You know, the Whitehead kid, you brought him up from Ocean Springs. My, my thing, I'm waiting to see. I'm curious to see with him is do they put him at quarterback because I do know he's a little bit on the shorter side. So I'm just curious to see. They, they brought him up to the high school, and they put him at wide receiver. So he played yeah. last week. Well, and he they was were, they in the were ninth running. grade. He of could have thrown it to him. Say, I mean, he was that it, kind of player. Put him at wide receiver, and what do you do? They're running jet sweeps with him. You That's know? not and even fair. So yeah. I'm just curious to see how that plays out. You know, like you said, the rich get richer. Uh, on our side, Dyerville, it's all about developing the quarterback that's there. You know, Gage Peterson's a senior. will be gone. So Connor Jones is the next man up. So uh, I'll be curious to see how much he develops. Uh, it's going to be a key position. You know, it's a matter like like Wyatt said. You gotta protect the ball. Don't turn the ball over, and just be consistent. So, Jeremy, I'll give you a chance since you make all that money here with your affiliation with us to <laughs> to plug your your day job, so to speak, and what you have going on at the uh, convention, the Coliseum, and and the Sea Wolves, particularly Jeff, who's um, off. I think grabbing a cold beer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's a huge Sea Wolves guy. So how exciting to have the Sea Wolves back on well, the coast? Well, I mean, I, oh, I don't, we finally hit Jeff's sweet spot. As, I'm kind of, I'm kind of Switzerland on that. Shall we say? And the only reason why I'm Switzerland is that if we have hockey in the building, it's a lot more work for us <laughs> because you know yeah. if we have any concerts or shows of any type. You know, it's ice. You got to cover that yeah, ice floor and a I lot didn't more. I think about that. So, so that's really yeah. the only thing on my end. It's just getting used to it. We haven't had hockey for eight years. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a lot, and and people don't realize the folks that tend to the arena were also the same folks that tend to the convention center. So we've got a lot of area to cover, and there's times where we could have two or three events in the back, plus have something in the arena. And they'll keep us running nonstop. And, you know, we get a little irritable here and there. But, I mean, it's work. And we're, yep. you know, like this past one. I, I haven't told you all this, but when we had, the, we had the Judds in concert on Thursday night. So, Friday night's the first hockey game. Well, we got to do all that turnover. And we always say the first time is the worst time. So, there was some of us that worked after the concert to, you know, uncover everything, pick the stage up, that sort of thing. We literally went to work at 10, 10.30 on Thursday night, and we didn't get off till almost 4 p.m. on Friday afternoon. So we was pumping a good 17 and a half, 18 hours straight. And Mercy. it ain't like we sitting no, around you're working, 20, working, 30. Huh? It's like constantly you're moving from one thing to the other. There's a lot of moving parts to it that people might not realize. So, But, yeah, I did talk to Jeff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take care of my buddy and uh, there we go. Get, there him, we go. get him into the uh, – to the locker room there to talk to the guys. Awesome. 
Jeremy, can't thank you enough for what you've done for the podcast. We appreciate having appreciate you uh, providing that coverage for the Iverville. We appreciate your friendship and coming over tonight, man. This has been uh, cool to get to visit with you. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. When we come back, we will have Bingo down to kind of give us a little Gaucher perspective on the game on Thursday night. So um, we'll have him when we come back from this two-minute timeout. Josh and Jeremy Robertson, owners of Robertson Brothers Used Cars, have proudly been serving Picayune, Poplarville, and all surrounding area for over 10 years. They hang their hats on being lifetime residents of Pearl River County and take pride in serving their community, not only with quality used cars, but also with helping out local youth in any way possible. Robertson Brothers Used Cars are located at 617 Highway 11 South in Picayune. Give them a call at 601-799-1220 or look them up on the web at robertsonbrothersusedcars.com. The Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. Bank with your hometown bank. FNB Picayune Bank. With four branches in Picayune, a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in the Kiel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces, offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank. Since 2017, Cruz Law Firm has provided a variety of legal services to their clients in South Mississippi. Their team will work hard for you to get the results that you need. You'll always be given the utmost respect and your case will be treated with the priority that it deserves. Cruz Law Firm works with the security title and is a member of the American Land Title Association. They have two locations to serve you at 1016 6th Avenue in Picayune and 300 Highway 11 Suite 4 in Popperville, or you can give them a call at 769-242-2500. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popperville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after hours emergencies. 
Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300. but you will all know him as uh, Bingo, one half of the Boz and Bingo show. And he's also doing a little bit of stuff on his own and started a media uh, company called uh, Bingo Media. So, go, uh, Bingo, I'm glad you made a trip from Gaucher to come talk a little picky and Gaucher matchup here with us on the Talking Ball Y'all live show here from Champion uh, Sports Bistro. Man, this is dope. I, I like the whole setup, man. It gives a unique vibe. You know, this look like talking ball, y'all. This look like how y'all shows should look every <laughs> week, man. I love it, man. I love it. I well, like seeing y'all faces other than hearing y'all voices all the time, man. Well, we don't get that jokers. a whole lot, Bingo. Yeah. So we, I'm glad we got that archive. Yeah, yeah. man. Y'all some handsome jokers, look man. Look at this guy. I love it. You already hey, endeared yourself saying, to us. Yeah, that saying you only got a face for radio is y'all y'all can get rid of that. I love man. it, Bingo. You already one of my favorite guests. <laughs> yep. Inviting him back. So, yeah. So this week, Bingo, we got a huge matchup here at uh, in Picayune at Lee Triplett Stadium. Yeah. District championship on the line. Yeah. Home field advantage throughout the playoffs on the line. And, yeah. uh, man, what what is the difference in this Gaucher team compared to, say, last year or in the past? Uh, last year, was the they, that was the first time they made the playoffs. They knew they were going to be a good team going into the playoffs. So this team is going in with confidence coming from last year, knowing that they belong in there. See, when y'all came last year, man, y'all came in and just punked us out. You know what I'm saying? They just came <laughs> in our home and just straight up chumped us out, man. They, you took your best athlete in Chris Davis and said, I'm going to lock down your best receiver in A.J. Phillips, and you mm -hmm. did just that. He completely took him out of the game, and that took away the ambiance of what Katie Nervin likes to do with his receivers to get going. When you look at it, Bingo, you talk about last year, the difference – I think what jumps out is the, the scoring's way yeah. down for Gaucher's opponents. What has changed defensively for Gaucher this season? Attitude. Yeah. Grades, they got better. Attitude, toughness, and effort. Gate, that's our motto at Gaucher, yeah. you know. And, uh, but mainly the attitude and the toughness. We, we got tougher and, uh, and all this. We got, like, I don't know. I guess last, I'm telling you right now, the guys are still fueled by that picking you game from last year. Y'all punked us out, man. I was standing right there on the sideline with y'all watching it the whole time while it was cold out there, man. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, it was, it was a cold one. And a lot to play for for both teams. So, yeah. we'll go back to defense. Says, well, Caden Irving's good, man. I, I, when I got to meet him at Wyatt's camp, talked to him for a little while. He says, I said, man, how's it going? He said, I'm going to throw 4,000 yards this year. Easy. Um, using his feet a little bit more. But going back to that defensive side, man, I, I put the film in and I watched the Central game. Yeah. That's a game, man, where East Central scores, they tie it up. They got a goal line stand, turn the yeah. ball over, yeah. had another turnover to really put East Central away. So as good as their offense has been, defense, I think, won that game they for did. them. So one of the kids that jumps out to me, not necessarily stat-wise, now yeah. he's, got, he's got some sacks, but uh, I mentioned this with, with, with Cody earlier when he was on 18 sacks, 7 INT, 6 fumble recoveries from a defense. That's pretty good, yeah. but number 99, junior, Mr. Angel McGee. Angel McGee. He sticks out, man, off the field. Yeah. Now, again, not a ton of tackles, but he's our sack leader. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about him and maybe yeah. some other guys that we don't know about that we should be looking out for on, on Thursday night. Man, when it comes to our defense, the front seven is the, the heart and soul. Angel McGee, as, he's our Aaron Donald. You know, he sets the tone up front. Uh, when he's on, you'll know because everybody else on because he's getting double teamed. 
And if you just don't happen to get double teaming him, that means – and he breaks through and gets a sack, that means the team going to have a long night. But you got uh, Mikael Huff, you got uh, Hyde, you got uh, Tank, Shamari Carroll, you got Dylan Richburg, you got – man, we – Defense is low. This is a different defense from last year. A lot of them guys were in 10th grade last year. And, like, this year, we, I think we only got, like, two or three seniors this year. So, this team is coming coming back. I think we're only losing on offense probably three or four starters. So, I see a team on film that um, is, has gotten very good at yeah. causing turnovers. If yep. they see an opportunity, they're going to try to pull well, it out, man. You know, also, we have a new defensive coordinator this year. And uh, I forgot his name. I think it's Hunter Collins. But uh, we have a new defensive coordinator this year. Uh, our last defensive coordinator, Coach Crosby, he retired after 20 years at Gaucher. He was a good one. Um, it just it was a different it was a different culture and a different uh, F, uh, a different atmosphere change, I guess, with the defense. You know, and he came in with a different different approach, and it, I guess it's working. I like it because <laughs> we never really was a defensive school. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, David may have um, mentioned this in the intro for you, uh, Bingo, but I was late getting back from the break. Your ties to Gaucher, tell our listeners, the folks here, like what that tie is so strongly uh, to the Gator, some of your background there with Gaucher. Uh, I, I graduated from Gaucher, class of 03. Uh, I played there when the school first was uh, almost built. Like, so I was on those undefeated, those great teams with the likes of Ray Ray Bivens, Antonio Hargo. Travis Stevenson, Muncy Jones, um, like we were loaded, man. That team was loaded, man. We went three straight years undefeated, district champs, man, and you know, times change, you know. So now we're getting back. It's, it's this feel like the '90s to me again, all over. But I graduated from there um, after I joined the military. I came back home and I started back coaching youth mil- uh, football in Gaucher, and then coach seen the the prime time effect, like Dion's doing in Jackson State, what I was doing the youth level, and Asked me if I wanted to come on at the high school, and uh, I work. I there. I was there until COVID came, and you know, I said, oh, "Yeah, I'm gonna stay home." Yeah, similar. David's got some similar background, and in, in the way that he's been able to help uh, coach a lot of these kids in that uh, yeah. corner over there uh, tonight. That so that's a different feeling, right? When you yeah. feel like, "Hey, I I know this kid, and yeah. I, I've built right. a relationship," and yeah. then to see them have yeah. some success, I see the smile yeah, on lovely. your face. That's a yeah. that's a different kind of pulling yeah. for our young man yeah, than than not having that background it, with them. It, it feels better than anything, man. Like it's, it feels better than I ain't gonna say it feels better than money, but it feels good, man. Whenever you see a kid that you mentor grow up and he fulfills his dreams and his obligation and what he want to do, and you had a hand in that just by whether it was sharing his uh, film, uh, retweeting his film, sending it off to coaches, you know, like all that stuff means something, you know. And to actually see it work, you know, it's crazy. That's why I don't get the the why Katie Irving ain't got no offer stuff, man. It's yeah, we went over that for a pretty good bit with uh, Wyatt earlier. He's certainly beating that drum for right. Caden Irving as well. David, I, I, a question for uh, Bingo from you. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that defense from uh, Gaucher is only giving up 15.7 points per game. Probably by far one of their best they probably ever had. And and PQ's defense only giving up 7.2. So, as we mentioned earlier in the thing, I think it's going to come down to defense. You got got totally opposite teams. It's how well you said they got a better attitude. They're tougher. But are they tough enough and do they have the attitude 
to stop 11 guys coming at or 10 guys coming at them and one guy's got the ball because that's what Picune's going to bring. Yeah. They're not bringing anything fancy. They're going to take their 10 guys and block, and they're going to give the ball to one guy, and they're going to make you stop it. Yeah. So you saying this attitude and toughness, do you think that the last year, the, the sour taste, you think they're going to bring that here at Picune? Oh, no, nah, we coming to bush y'all up this time. This like y'all came to us on senior night, man, and embarrassed us like that, bro. Like you, we didn't forget about that, you know. So we got to return the favor because this is y'all seniors' night. So we got to even the odds. And then you posted this horrendous stat day that I didn't know nothing about. Didn't have the the, the gall to even go and look up myself and seen eleven straight losses. That means our program has never beat tw- uh, picking you in the last twenty five years we've been a school. We never beat picking you. That's atrocious, and that has to change. Yeah. Thursday night, make sure y'all get your tickets now because this will be a sellout crowd because <laughs> Picking you Stadium, look, good as they is, they don't have one of those big glamorous stadiums like all those big schools. Got. I'm pretty sure it's coming the way these offers are dropping in, but you can best believe it's going to be sideline passes everywhere. I'm pretty sure Coach, I mean, Lawrence Hopkins is going to have recruiters and everything all out of there. Man, this is going to be an event. This is the place you want to be at. I might heard Governor Tate Reeves might even show up. You know. bingo, so, big. <laughs> so if Mr. Irvin is on his game, what's some stuff that we'll see early? Like that will you'll say, Oh yeah, he's feeling it tonight. Like what will that look like from some, uh, some from chest a- pounding, some some dancing, maybe some greedy, uh when he's feeling good, you will know it because that smile language, yep. yeah, that there is is there, yeah. man, and it's been yeah. there all year. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I got another question for you about yeah. that offense. You mentioned a couple of those receivers that we, that we remember. Um, Beaver's another one who's very good. Yes. How sad is Kate Irving that he didn't have 84 a couple years ago? Talk about 84, man, because this uh, dude Dylan looks. Afford. Dylan Afford was there last year. Looks, he was there. He was a freshman. He's listening as a, oh, he plays a freshman last yeah, year. He was a freshman. Okay. Yeah, he That's was a there. difference between he, a freshman yeah, okay. and a sophomore. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he, he looks. Um, he's the most polished receiver on the staff. He looks good, man. He's that that blow yes. the top off the coverage man. guy. And he's getting some looks from some uh, some combine stuff. He's got yes. invited to come out and, and participate in. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be the one we're going to be talking about for Gauthier for uh, – for the next couple of years because he got so much youth ahead of him. Trey Irvin. Yeah. Uh, Kane Irvin's uh, cousin. Um, uh, Kanan, number eight. He's a junior. He's coming back. Um, Kevin Beavers. Uh, like, man, the receiver, we're, we're wide receiver university yeah. right now, you know, so. Well, tip your cat because you got me because I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize 84 was a freshman yeah. last year, so yeah. I, you got Dylan, one over yeah. on me. Dylan it, Alvin is a freshman. Don't happen a lot, but yeah. you got me on that one. He was a freshman last year, and uh, – this year, he's got invited. He was one of the top ten freshmen in the country, in the state, and he got invited to the Magnolia uh, Sports Association uh, Future Elite uh, game yeah. that's taking place in January. Good got, hands, got, man. Got a bunch of uh, picking you guys on that squad too, man. He stands out to me because he not just with his hands, but his yeah. ability to take it and tuck it really quick. I yeah. mean, he gets it down and he, covers it up. I'm really you, man, nice, man. He is. You could tell. He's one of those kids that's going to be a three or four star uh, probably this summer because he goes to those camps. That's how you get your exposure. You got your mom and daddy got to spend that money now, so they might as well go ahead and start saving the money up. Because if you want to get exposure, Lawrence Hopkins can't help you all the time. You got to go to them camps. You got to, you got to go to camps, man. Road. Don't be calling Lawrence Hopkins. <laughs> talking about you think you can get my boy look that? No, take your son to them camps. That's how you'll find out how good they <laughs> is. <laughs> We're going to find out who's good on yeah. Thursday night, aren't we? That's what's we fun sure about are, yeah. athletics. 
is that it'll be out there and at the end of the night you'll be able to peek up there on that thing with yeah. lights on it and see yeah. exactly how it played out yeah. bingo you you're plugged in locally you expect a good crowd to travel this way yeah y'all should have raised the tickets inflation i'm telling <laughs> you man <laughs> oh, <laughs> inflation man. everything oh, should love. be inflated this is a <laughs> this is like a championship type game atmosphere right here uh thursday night yeah. so we got to book it as that. Yeah, See, that's wrong with the fun. coach. My boy Wyatt said something when he came on the Bison Bingo show uh, a couple months ago. He said, the one thing the coach don't do with our athletics, we don't over-deliver on it. Sometimes we got to over-exaggerate on yeah. it just to get the attention because you never know what somebody might see out of all that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I remember vividly, and I can, I can promise you this, we were the only people last year talking about Dante Didel. The Talking Ball Show and the Bison Bingo Show. We were the only ones talking about Dante Didel until by week eight, then that's when everybody like, man, who that kid down there in Picayune is? It was too late. We yeah. already talked about him. Yeah. I've learned about him through y'all on Talking Ball, y'all. And now he's too big for us. He don't even like to shake people's <laughs> hands no more. <laughs> I just miss him. <laughs> Dante's a great kid. Yeah. Look, being going to ask a serious question, don't yeah. mean you got to answer it serious. But I'm open book. All right. If I ask you three things that Gaucher has to do to beat Picayune, mm -hmm. what are going to be those three things? Show up, show out, and go back home. <laughs> So just show up. Just show up, man. That's <laughs> it. That's all we got to do. We, you know, we dropping them this year. I'm telling you, we dropping them this year. See, last year I, I put out a thing where I said, any team from the coast win a state championship, I'm a big wrestling fan. I said, I'm giving them all belts. So I was a Look man at Peyton eyeballing that belt, yeah, too. I was a man of my word. Coach, Ky uh, Coach Stogner has his belt for this year. So this is the belt for this year. So whoever wins the belt this year, Whoever wins state this year gets another belt. So we giving our belt. We just doing our own thing, man. This is this is our thing. We doing on the coast. You got to watch our guard. He's he, he's kind of quick. Yeah, you, he's you, you get away from that for a minute. He'll, he'll have well. his hands on it. Yeah. I saw Waller back there kind of <laughs> yeah, turn too. Get, yeah, come get him, man. I don't you know if it. he wanted a belt or extra <laughs> ranch sauce, but he was kind of <laughs> eyeballing it too. Bingo, we can't thank you enough. I know it's yeah. a long trip you've made over it was this worth way. It. Well, I appreciate you yeah. saying that, man, because I know it is a haul. We appreciate what you're doing, appreciate shining a spotlight yeah. on Coast football. It yeah. means a lot, and there's plenty of it spotlight is. to go it around. Is. So we appreciate yeah. what you're doing. One band, down one there. sound, man. We all yeah. work together, right, man. man. We look That's out right. for One thing we're going to give you, too, on Thursday, we're going to give you a little bit warmer weather than y'all gave us last I year. I need so. it, man, because I sure got my thermals <laughs> for this time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. we look forward to seeing you in yeah. a couple nights. Uh, yeah. Just a couple blocks from here. Thanks again, Bingo, Appreciate for joining us. Uh, one time, can you tell our listeners where to follow you so they can go find your media group and, and how to see your program? Uh, they can find me anywhere. Uh, I'll be driving up and down <laughs> I-10 in that black Chevy truck. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get Chevy to sponsor me, man. But now I'm just playing uh, Bingo Media on every all social media platforms and Boz and Bingo on every social media platform. Or you can just Google my personal page, Seneca Hampton, because people don't respect that I got a business page. They like, they know, oh, I got his personal page. There they, you go. You know. Well, but Bingo, I'm, we yeah. appreciate you. We'll take a two-minute timeout. When we come back, we will have Seth Smith for the Pearl River Community College Wildcats after this two-minute break. Josh and Jeremy Robertson, owners of Robertson Brothers Used Cars, have proudly been serving Picayune, Poplarville, and all surrounding area for over 10 years. They hang their hats on being lifetime residents of Pearl River County and take pride in serving their community, not only with quality used cars, but also with helping out local youth in any way possible. Robertson Brothers used cars are located at 617 Highway 11 South in Picayune. Give them a call at 
1220 or look them up on the web at robertsonbrothersusedcars.com. Dungan Engineering is a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast and the Talking Ball Y'all media group providing live coverage. Dungan Engineering provides service, strength, and solutions. Dungan Engineering has an incredibly talented and experienced staff that consistently seeks new ways to provide the services we provide to our clients. Our strength in part is rooted in our ability to provide superior engineering solutions, utilizing the latest technology available with the simple mission of improving the quality of life in the communities we serve. The Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after-hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300. Since 2017, Cruz Law Firm has provided a variety of legal services to their clients in South Mississippi. Their team will work hard for you to get the results that you need. You'll always be given the utmost respect and your case will be treated with the priority that it deserves. Cruz Law Firm works with the security title and is a member of the American Land Title Association. They have two locations to serve you at 1016 6th Avenue in Picayune and 300 Highway 11 Suite 4 in Popperville, or you can give them a call at 769-242-2500. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popleville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Fazand, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. We're back with two guys from Popperville, the head football coach for the Popperville Hornets and Jay Beach, and then the Pearl River Community College football coach, Seth Smith. And so, guys, this will be a treat, getting both of y'all on at once. Me and uh, Ricky Whitaker will get to pepper y'all with some tough, tough questions. Y'all ready for that? Let's talk some ball, <laughs> baby. Let's talk some ball. Oh, man. Look, first of all, thank y'all for stealing time 
tonight for us. We do appreciate it. No problem. I've stolen Jay, man. I've stolen so much time from him over the what last five or six well, years. He's Jay. won 145 games got, the last five years. Yeah, I got a why. chance to talk to him <laughs> to um, on most of them beforehand. So, and me and him, I never knew who was like a little bit more stressed. So he'd play with me before those ball games, like mess with me and try to mess up my rhythm on those pregame <laughs> interviews. But it's good to talk to you, uh, Jay, and always good to visit with you, Seth. So thank you, guys. Awesome. Yes, sir. All right, let's start with you, Seth. You were in our lineup kind of prior to before we pulled this uh, double duty here. Great year, man. Congratulations on a great year at Pearl River. How's that feel, man, to well, have that type, of, that type of year with the Wildcats? It feels a lot better. I told Devin if it was this time last year, we wouldn't be in here getting interviewed. So it was, uh, <laughs> hey, we wouldn't be now. talking ball with nobody. Like like that. That. Yeah. Well, you should. We, we were not very good last year, but it was fun. You know, I, I said it many, many times all season. I meant it. You know, you know, our job, we're just a small piece of the puzzle. you got to surround yourself with great people, and we have fantastic coaches and players who put in a lot of work, and Thank God for that. They reaped what they sowed, and it was a lot of fun. What changed, Seth, from the previous couple years to this year? What, if you had to point to one or two things, you'd say, okay, this is, these were the different make to get to this 6-3 and three record. You know, this will sound silly. I don't know that anything changed more than we gained experience. You know, for me, again, this is new to me, and, I, and I'll be the first to tell you, I went in thinking one thing but learned as soon as I opened that door, I better think something else. It's just it's a different entity. And it, that took experience for me. But I think if, if I had to say one thing that was different, it's hard to say I'll, I'll combine it. I'll say obviously having older guys who went through what we went through last year and all those guys coming back and credit them. And then two would be consistency. We didn't score a lot of points this year, but one thing we did a much better job of, we didn't turn the ball over near as much. I think we led the league in turnovers and the fewest turnovers. We ate a ton of clock, and we leaned on our defense. So that allowed us to kind of play total team football, which allowed us to win a few more games. Yeah, when you look at the way watching y'all, the complimentary football, and a lot of times, Seth, when I'd be watching, I'd say, boy, PRCC needs a score right here. A couple games in particular, your defense would actually go get you that touchdown or that points. Talk about how great that defense was for you. Oh, that's huge, Jay. I'll be the first to tell you, look, scoring's not easy. It doesn't matter what level. So, <laughs> so anytime you have a defense who gives you good field position or gets a pick six or gets turnovers and puts you – in a short field, at any level, that's huge. And, man, Trahan and Sims and Zoe, man, they, they just dominated. Uh, this stat may be incorrect because I don't look at stats much, but I'm almost certain that our defense led the league in fewest points. And that's, that's a testament to them and their hard work. And I'm telling you, look, we stunk last year. So credit all those kids for coming back and believing. You know, it's hard to sell a vision to a child because I can see it, but I can't physically show it to you. So I'm trying to sell you on something that you can't physically see. Well, the, the, you know, so to stick through that and believe in what we were selling was huge. But now what's exciting when you go to recruit a kid, you're still going to offer the same vision, but you can also show them on paper there's actual physical proof to what we're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah, when you look at that, and I'll, I'll turn to Jay now because you mentioned defensive scoring. Uh, Tank Trotter's got to lead the whatever for the touchdowns in a career as a defensive end slash linebacker. How much does that change a game, Jay, in the way that Coach Acock gets his guys in the right spot and they turn around and, and score for you? Well, it's huge. You know, the last couple years, 
in our big games, our defense, it seems like, has scored that big touchdown that's kind of put us over the edge. And it's, it's also huge as a coach when you're not under so much pressure to score every single time you got it. You don't have to take those unnecessary chances. Punting's not too bad because you've got a defense that can get you the ball back and, and score on their own at that time. So uh, having a defense there that can score and that can – it's very uh, – you know, it travels late in the playoffs too. Yeah. Um, it's just huge. Y'all both are the same mentality to be able to see y'all's clubs. You're going to pound the football on the ground, hope for good defensive play, and then help, help get help from your special teams to watch each other's teams. If Jay, you get a chance, to, of course, to see uh, Coach Smith. I'm sure you're pulling for him and to be able to see a style of football that you appreciate. How fun is that on Thursday nights or Saturdays, whatever it may be? I love watching, you know, just him getting the eye formation and toss it in junior college football, and I love it to see it work in junior college football. Look at Rick. He's shaking yeah. his three disciples up <laughs> yeah. here of that. I, I know he can't do it, but I'm like, hey, just get in the daggum eye. Let's go. <laughs> but I know you got to be much more versatile in junior college football, and uh, I don't envy his position. Uh, that's a tough, tough league. Um, but, yeah, but, um, his smash mouth style and, and tremendous defensive play is uh, just a few points away from being a 9-0 club this year. Seth, I'll, I'll stay with him, Jay. I promise I'm coming back to you, Seth. But you're changing offense. You mentioned offense there in that answer. I, I didn't believe it. Like, I did not. You, I mean, you and Coach DeWeese couldn't convince me that y'all were coming out of the wing tee. I, I, just, I thought it was a practical joke on me leading in. But you've changed offenses. I mean, the coach that you are, the coach that Coach DeWeese is, that – whole staff y'all have made it work and made it work at a big level tell our listeners and tell me the reason you know for the switch and was there um some nervousness in making that switch with the success that y'all had in popperville i just felt a little stagnant with the offense been doing it 10 years and just kind of looking for something new just to kind of revitalize uh the practices and things like that uh, the wing tee was a great offense for popperville high school won a lot of games with it uh and it took a i mean it was a hard decision to make that move very uh you know something that's you felt secure with and then to go out and do something different uh I don't, just the good lord just put it on my heart i guess to, to make the move and uh the reason why we did it was kind of the personnel we saw coming through the program we got a really big o-line this year some of those guys that are playing on the o-line wouldn't be able to play in the wing tee but in this style we're doing now, the Heath, Heath Howell and the Jacob Taylor and Kane Edwards and uh, Rhett McCardle, Connor Gibson, and our two two ends, uh, Evan McGee. And let's see. Don't we used forget. To be Levi Jones. That, yeah. Levi Jones. Uh, this offense just fits them really good. And then uh, in the wing tee, you gotta have got to have a bunch of good running backs. And, and in this offense, you can uh, – you can make a living on, on not as many talented running backs, more of uh, just tougher kids, and you can, you can make a living with this offense. And um, so far, so good. Um, it, it, I think it's a, a good offense for us. Rick, I swear I'm going to let you ask one, but I wanted to follow up with Seth. When you're <laughs> sitting to the side and you hear Jay Beach and Popperville switching from the wing tee, knowing, like, the skins on the wall that he's already put up, the knowledge that he has on that offense – the bravery that it takes for him and um, how did I mean you've got a first-hand look with sons on the team but 
How brave was that move for him to switch that offense? Brave is a fantastic statement because, listen, that was one of the hardest things for me. And if you come watch us, we still revert back to the ISOM because there's a comfort. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter the profession you choose. Whatever you choose, every year you do it, you should get better. You gain experience. With experience comes comfort. So, you know, you're almost – it is bravery because to the outside world it seems foolish to change something in his case that gets him to four states. I mean, that's yeah, that's almost bizarre. stuff, yeah. But, look, I'm going to sound like a dad, but I, I would like to think that this is an educated statement. I don't think that they've punted four times since the picking game. It, it is mind-blowing, mind-blowing. You know, he's giving humble answers, talking about field. They ain't had to worry about field position. It's yeah. touchdown, touchdown. And, and credit him, I, you know, I remember thinking, I think I even asked him after the picking game. Because I know how I've lived it. Mm. You know, you do something, you're blessed to, thank God, have a little success. It's hard to deviate. So after picking, I said, you're going to go back to it? Now I'm going to stick with it. I thought, God, that brave is a yeah. great. And, yeah. and, and look, I mean, again, and, and Jay's right. Everything he said, spot on. The, the only knock to when you do something, oh, obviously you can get better at it, but you can kind of get stagnant. And, man, has, re rejuvenated would be an understatement. It, it is uh, – Again, I know this is a little daddy ball talking right here, but I'm just – I'm honored and proud to get to watch my boys, and I mean this. I'm not saying this because I love him. We grew up together to get to play for him and be a part of that. You know, when I was a kid, people like this guy were beating up on me. We, we tried to win three, four, five games. You know, we Who's just to make, now? make it to a playoff game. So to be a parent and to get to watch your kids playing meaningful games for great people, it's uh, – man – I don't usually get the games real – Devin will get there two hours early. No. But I, I've, I love it so much I get there 30 minutes early. This well, so are you That's sitting – I've got a question. Some of the pitchers, so are you sitting, like, right with the home side? Right. I don't talk because to Because sometimes you yeah, I catch you over in some, like, some visitor side bleachers, but mm -hmm. you're starting to pile up with the, the home side and take in the Oh, court. I'm all in, baby. Okay, Green. I like Green it. Green and gold. I like it. I like it. No, I wasn't worried about the allegiance. I was worried about not having to hear and talk. But it no, looks no, like no, you're no. right up yeah, I try amongst to, you it know, now. I say this right here. Best Sunday school teacher I ever had sitting right over oh, there. And, here we and, go. And, and I love people. And she taught us you <laughs> love God and love people. Yeah, I love God go. and love people. But during that two-hour time limit, I love people and I don't talk to people. <laughs> so it's, it's easy for me just to block it yeah, out there and watch. Go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Slick, you got to follow. He's going to give Jan Sweet a shout-out in here. I, so yeah, that's kind of tough man. to follow up on no, let, me just, let me just say, man, to start off for my, my part of this is um, for you two guys, and I hope we'd have John up here. Do we loop him in there too? But um, anytime I've been asked about any, you know, either you guys, it, it's, it's always the same thing. It's great athletes, great coaches, phenomenal men. And I mean that. You guys are, are great role models for your teams. Appreciate the examples that you set for the kids. And – it's a reflection. I mean, you can see it. Um, so definitely, definitely want to make sure I, I tell you guys how much I appreciate what y'all are doing and the, the examples that you set. So I'll come back to you because I had an inter interesting question. When you took the job at Pearl River, no doubt, there's nobody that was surprised that you guys are doing what you're doing this year. We know you were going to be a great coach. But I wanted to ask you, man, like to go from I've coached high school, I've had my kids, i got to go recruit now. What's one thing that you feel like I wish I would have known – my first year that I'm, I'm figuring out now from the recruiting standpoint, it's got to be totally different. There's not one thing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a hundred things. I've told that gentleman right there. I've been asked that question. It's, it's not comparable. 
you know, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just being transparent and vulnerable when I say I went in thinking, eh, football's football. Look, it, it is. You play with the same, but there is, there, there are, there it is <laughs> from financial aid to scheduling to the dorm, you know, to, you know, the, the, the off seasons are so different to recruiting. There's so many differences, but, and that's why when Clay had asked that question, what's one thing that you think was, I can't say one thing, but more than anything, and it's just like Jay. If Jay was in my shoes, he would win, but it would also, it would it'd take any guy coming from what we've done for yeah. years to, to, to learn this stuff. Yeah. You got to be willing to learn, and if that skin ain't thick, nah. It'll yeah. run you out the building quick, but, but experience, man, and, and, and then learning, because I'm a little bit anal. You know, I, I've, I've tried not to be as much of a control freak because we've got great coaches. Yeah. But, you know, you, you like to have structure in all assets of your program. Yeah. When, when you come into this, I didn't know all assets of the program. Yeah, yeah. So now two years in, you understand, all right, this is what all season looks like, in season, offense, defense, wait. And, and that allows you to start to climb and get better. Now, Lord willing, you know, when you go sitting there and you talk to that young man about coming to be a Wildcat, you got a little more meat on the bone. There you go. I know. I, I love a, that, man. It's awesome. Slit, let me ask a follow-up to that. Coach Sims, I believe, was the only holdover from your staff. What has he meant to you, Seth, to, to hang in there with you or vice versa, or you to show confidence, hey, I'm going to keep you here. But talk about that relationship and the job he does. Um, I know he does a phenomenal job with the defensive backs. I think that speaks for itself. But maybe helping guide you along in those conversations that you had as, a, as the holdover on the staff. Yeah, so that's another great question. So, obviously, Coach Sims was, was the only coach that we retained. And, and give Brearwood and, and, and Dr. Long credit. They both – they didn't tell me I had to keep him, but they raved about him. And, you know, the irony is he was there one year prior to us going there. And just like me and Jay, all Sims had ever done is high school. So you're, you're talking Dang, about – so no, no really no, community no, no, college no. So experience. I couldn't really lean on him a whole lot. Yeah. You know, See, but the one, the, now the one thing that this man – and I mean this. I've, I've told him, I tell people, he's as good as any coach I've ever worked with. He's great with kids. He's detailed. He's organized. He loves them. You know, because Jay knows this as much as I do. I mean, you got to push them, but you also got to love them. You know, they yeah. got to know you push them from a good yeah. place. And, and, and he does all those things. So, but it, it was good to have him because he was there. You know, and he was actually wasn't even there for a year before we got there. So, yeah, he was a resource. I just laugh. You know, I'm not – I'm a little old Millard boy. I'm not overly sharp. I've always appreciated a challenge. And, uh, you know, we took one on. But it, it is uh, – it has been a joy to get to this point. But we didn't do anything the easy way because – and I wouldn't trade them for nothing, but every coach on our staff are all high school coaches. You know, it's like our five, our five starting old linemen this year, our five all walked on. Nobody wanted them. So you had to do it with these kids. But you can build a chip on that shoulder, <laughs> you know, that, that helps. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, all, all that went into it. But, again, excited and honored. That's why when you text me, when you come talk, well, I come talk. Where you want me to? I'll write a folder <laughs> over here. This this time well, last year, no, I sit in my cloud of rock and think, look, I got to feed my family. Hey. What we gonna do, you know? Yeah, coach. One of the most in, um, things that I love the, the most about what you're doing this year and, and and the success. You look at these. I think it's 54 kids maybe on the roster from Mississippi. A lot of kids from Pearl River County. A lot of kids from the coast. You know, we're pulling local talent in to do that. So to me, that makes it more special. And man, you look around at 
at how, you know, what Jay's team's doing in Picayune this year. I, mean, I hope we can feed some more over there to you guys to work with. Um, and, Jay, I'll go to you, man. And uh, we've already talked about the new offense that you guys are running. Uh, coming into that, that first game against when we played you guys, um, I, I haven't seen a defense I don't think is good that we face at Picayune yet um, since then. Some of the position changes has worked out. And, look, I, I'm, I know I'm stepping on a couple teams years ago. I'm not going to ask you to compare, but a, a Khalid team. I mean, you guys had some great teams. This defense looks different. They look special to me uh, on Friday night. So talk, man, just about some of the numbers they're putting up. And there's, there's, a, there's a nose guard. I can't remember his name. Not, help, you might have to help me. <laughs> I've heard of him. He'll get better. He's still got plenty of yeah, out there shaking I, he his wears head. He 44. I know that. He had two tackles that night. He yeah. will check the oil of your center. <laughs> yeah. But but just that unit, man, how they're playing. Man. And, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't say enough about that group. Uh, senior heavy group and the, the guys that are on that defense are self-motivated. I mean, Coach Acock and their defensive staff do a great job. I'm not taking anything away from them. Uh, and Coach Johnson and Coach Soames, but literally we could almost just give those senior class the keys and they could run this ship because they're self-motivated, they're hungry, uh, they want to win, they love football, they love showing up every day. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a joy to coach them. Uh, they love to hit. Uh, that, that, that's fun to me going out and watch them. Just, they love to be physical and they love to hit. And, uh, and then they're and they're unselfish, too. They're not going to do anything that uh, – they're not going to go wild and crazy and try to make all these plays they're not supposed to. They're going to do their job, and when they do it, they're going to do it with a bad attitude. Yeah. I mean, and, and just looking at what you guys had coming back and, man, it's Will Brothers. And so talk about some of the kids who were maybe going up the road maybe to, to play for this man or, or getting looked at by some colleges. Yeah, we, uh, we got Nikhil Trotter, a linebacker, Mark Will, linebacker. Matt Will, a, a, a defensive specialist. Uh, he's plays quarterback for us now, but he, he's just a very, very good player that you would want in your locker room. He's he covered his mic, Coach. It was a play late in the third quarter against Picune, and he kept it and called his own number, and he kept it with some authority. Yeah. And he covered it. He was like, I like that kid. And in the middle of that, and so he showed his physicality with he, that He run. definitely earned Yeah, he earned his team's respect. No, he, he's our, one of our play. best blockers on offense, and he's our quarterback. And you call his number to go block, he's going. He's going to get you. Um, and we have a, a really good offensive lineman that Pearl River's offered. And I really appreciate Pearl River Community College and the, you know, attention they show to our kids. And if we got one that can play, they, they're, uh, they're willing to give them a chance over there, and that's, that's huge. Let, let, let me say this, if you don't mind, all right? Because I would be remiss if I didn't say this. You know, you reference us hitting Pearl River County. Well, first of all, and I mean this, I'm not trying to sound corny. It's, it, you know, it's so humbling. You know, when I go around saying, thank you, Lord, all the time, but it's the truth. You know, here we are up here with one of my best friends. Up here in 1998, you called me Sethy Poo, you out there beating. Yeah, I did, yes. <laughs> All right. No, I've never lived that we're, down. We're, uh, but I'm, we're, we're getting to do this and live this. I look, you know, Wyatt, he was a ball boy for us, mm -hmm. a kid when I was at PRC. Great Sunday school. So to get to come back here to this county, I'm getting to my point. And to be able to give kids an opportunity. We were those kids. Yeah. You know, I sure wasn't the fastest, but I know we tried hard. We had the heart. So there are players in this county. Wyatt was one of them. This kid, look, he's a man now, but he, part of what drives him to help people is to get them an opportunity that he didn't get. 
So mm. to get to come back here and, and give kids like that, man, that is and, and you mentioned it. We, yeah, we, we played against each other, and I hope Devin don't go tell her dad this when, when they leave here. Maybe he's not listening, but I, I think y'all were a little bit better than us, man. I, I was surprised. We, that was a tough night. Surprised we won that game. I, I thought y'all might have been a little bit. It's taken me 20-plus years to admit that. Well, that means that then that's gross. But I thought that's y'all, gross. I thought y'all were maybe <laughs> a little bit gross. better than us that night. That's so we were, we were fortunate to get away with that. But yeah. like I said, man, a couple, couple great athletes, great great men, man. And uh, our buddy Darren, you know, he works with us a little bit, got to go in and speak to Jay's kids. And uh, he, he raved a lot about just the kids and environment. And he didn't mess them up either. We kept checking the score that night. We knew uh, that Darren had Oh, he been kept there talking. We're like, hey, like, we got it. We're on the air in a second. Like, we got to yeah. get ready for this game. But he was very, very into that and, and enjoyed it. So I'm sure he appreciated it. Oh, uh, we appreciated him. Well, he Jay, had ball energy, had not he? <laughs> Absolutely. Jay, I had a question. I know with this new offense, but you've done the same thing that every time I look at y'all stats this time of year, I know. Hey, his two top backs or three top backs, there's going to be probably 10 or 15 difference in carries. How in the world do you manage that, Jay, and how conscious is that to keep opposing defenses off guard? Like you, I, I've never followed, even when it was Austin Bolton, I tell that, I said, I don't know why he doesn't give it to Austin 25 times, but it made you balance. And, and how conscious of the decision is that? Yeah, a lot, we'd like to, you know, like to, get them all their carries, like to keep the defenses uh, off, you know, off balance, uh, you know, our tailback, give it to him a few times, come back with our counter play a few times with Maurice and then then motion across, let Matt run it. Just just try to keep it because uh, they all deserve the carries and, uh, you know, we like to reward them. If they go execute a really good block, then, you know, they'll get the ball the next time. So it's just kind of our way. That's our a lot of people want to go 50-50 run pass. We want to go 30-30, 33-33 with the carries. Yeah. That's how we mix it up. Man, you've been a genius at it over the years, too, Ooh. the way you've dictated. <laughs> and I, can, I know if I go click I on Max Press, he's going to be there. this year. Man, that, what, so we're trading scores with Jay. We've got, of course, a, a group text, and we're trading scores on – on Friday, and I'm like, man, they've done this. And then he's like, man, it's, it's like unbelievable, the football that's being played in this county, right? I mean, you're going to benefit from it, hopefully, you know, but yeah, it no is doubt. tremendous I, I to see so. the two clubs. And that first ball game was a really good ball game, yeah. and it has certainly played out for both Popperville and Picune since then. Your perspective, Jay, on Picune, and you've got to see them, and then they've gotten – I know that – Y'all have gotten better. I think Picune's gotten better. But your perspective on seeing them? Well, I didn't know they was going to be as good on defense as they are and that they are really good on defense, really just fast. Just every kid on the team plays real hard. And they run sideline to sideline. They're relentless, and they're, they're tough to handle. Um, you know you know what you're going to get with their offense. They're, no matter who they have out there on the offensive line, if one of those guys earns a starting spot, they're going to get after you. And I know we have, they have a starter over here that was in the building today, but uh, it doesn't matter how big they are. If they've earned a starting spot on that line at Picune, they're going to get after you, and they're going to put a hat on a hat, and then they're going to toss it to a kid that is really talented and that can run. And uh, Coach Stogner and, and those guys, and they learn, you know, learn the system from Coach Lee, and it's a system, if you know it really well, you're going to win every single year, and then when you mix in talent, then you're going to go win state championships. So uh, we played them, played picking tough, and uh, wish we could have played a little better, but 
at the end of the day, they're, they're a great team, and uh, we came in and, and gave it all we had and fell a little short. Jay, when you look at your club, and then we'll ask Seth one more and we'll wrap it up, you've gone on some special runs through the month of um, November. For your team to do what you want it to do in that first weekend of December, what are maybe one thing you'd like to see them do better, improve upon, and then a thing that you're like, okay, we need to just keep hanging our hat on that. Just give us a couple things, Jay. Well, keep hanging our hat on our defense for sure. If they just continue to play like they are, if we stay healthy, if we don't have a key injury, a key whatever, if we, if we good Lord blesses us with and keep the guys we got out there now without a bunch of in injuries, um, you know, I'd like to see us uh, execute a little better on offense. We still have, you know, a handful of plays where we don't block the right guy or we don't double the right guy or our pad level's bad or whatever. Uh, we can still improve there. Um, you know, if we continue to improve on offense and, and, and stay healthy on defense, we got as good a shot as any. We'll, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Well, we'll certainly be pulling for y'all, man. That's uh, cool stuff. We're pulling for that um, first weekend in December to all be able to gather up at the Rock. Seth, I'll turn as a similar type question, but to make the step that you want Pearl River Community College uh, to make going into the off season into next season, what are one or two things that you want your program to do? Yeah, now that's, that's probably the easiest question you've asked. Obviously, one is you've got to really develop the kids you have coming back. So we'll have about half of them coming back, or kids that we had redshirted as well that people don't know about that we think can be good players. So development, that, you know, that, 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 is, that is no different than high school. That's, one, that's the reason he wins, and that's why you can win at any level. So development in the offseason. And then obviously doing a great job of recruiting, whether it's going to get transfers, older guys, or whether it's getting high school kids, making sure you feel the needs because we're going to lose some good players. So to make sure we continue to soar, we got to make sure we replace a really good player with a good player. So that's the biggest thing, develop, recruit. Because one thing that's cool, all right, is it, it, it takes time to establish a culture. People use that all the time. That, that's why they win. All right? That's why Picune wins. It really is. It, it's – the kids, when they start to believe it and they see it, that's when it soars. So the culture aspect is there. It's just develop who you have coming back and make sure you go get some great kids to fill in for the ones you leave. But I, I mean this. This is an honor. Look, I, you won't ever see me having a pity party. I ain't a more blessed man breathing than me. I got so much to be thankful for. But the past year and a half, two years, ain't been easy. I've had to dig. So to be to this point, and I mean this, to sit up here with you guys and sit up here with Jay and talk about some joyful times in football, it's an honor. Like I said, I would have drove a four-wheeler to come up here, and I'm, I'm excited to be here. I really am. Well, do you have anything further, Rick? No, no. Just, it's, been, it's been fun to watch, man, with, with both of you guys. I mean, I told Clay after the game against you guys this year, I said we'll probably see them guys in Hattiesburg together. I hope we all go. And, you know, I, I saw that, that video, man, you guys put out after the um, – maybe it was the, the catfight game, uh, that passion, man, that energy. Your kids are playing that way. You know, Jay's kids play like him. We always say that the kids kind of play like their yeah. coach. And – Jay was one of them guys, man, he didn't say a whole lot, but he would separate you, he would separate you yeah. from your chin strap if, if you let him. And his kids are playing that way, too. So, I, I get man, I just – I'm so proud for you all, man, just to be able to watch. So, a um, lot, lot of fun, man, to see it from this end. I'll say this, too. He's going to roll his eyes. I know we've got to hurry because he knows I like to <laughs> aggravate. But I mean this. I'm serious. You know, it's amazing. This is my 19th year in coaching. That's amazing. 19th wow. year. But, you know – you know, life is a vapor. It flies by. I look at my kids growing up, had senior night. 
and I'm out there getting a little misty eyed and I look back. I've been booed many a times now. I've been booed, but I've also had some great parents who would come up, Coach, thanks for all you. Well, you, you appreciate it, but you move on. You're vested in what – but seriously, as a parent, to get to have kids that play for him and to go watch the product, it's – man, I, you wake up like you're a kid again. Yeah. Same way with you guys getting to watch – it's exciting, man. You get to watch great football, so – it's just it's, – it's, it's, it's been a joy this year, and, and, again, just happy to be here. That's awesome stuff. Perfect way for us to close it out. Can't thank uh, the folks for being here enough that have uh, taken in the show tonight. We certainly appreciate Champion Sports Bistro here on West Canal. We're thankful to the coaches. We've stolen a lot of time here on game week uh, for some, family uh, school night for some in here as well. And so we appreciate everybody that's made this work tonight. A special thanks to Jeff Lossett. He's a guy that's off to the side here. He's our offensive lineman or fullback. He doesn't uh, need the football, doesn't need the credit. He stays off to the side. But I can promise you, without him, me and Rick would be uh, just talking to one another and David uh, for most of the night. So we appreciate Jeff Lysette for all he does for the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Thank you. <laughs>